Welcome to Fandom Media. That's right, announcer Jason. We're back for episode two of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This one is entitled The Gang Goes to a Water Park, and we all laughed quite a bit, as we always do at It's Always Sunny. So let's get into the details. Minor complaint about this episode is that it's only about 18 minutes and 45 seconds long, which is really short. It's about half commercials when we watched it. So our podcast episode is probably going to be longer than the episode was. <laughs> That's right. We always want more, Sonny. We don't want two or three minutes less. We noticed these things. If it was two or three minutes more, we'd have noticed that too. And we would have been happier. But we did like the episode, right? Oh yeah, I did like it. Definitely liked it. It was maybe middle of the road, middle high episode of Always Sunny, which there's just so many episodes of Always Sunny, it can't just rocket to the top that easily necessarily. Every new episode is competing with quite a treasure trove of excellent episodes from the past. So whenever we say an episode is middle of the road, if it's Always Sunny, that's still better than almost any episode of most other TV shows, at yes. least as far as we're concerned. Yeah. Meta Elements. The episode was written by Eric Legend, who's only written one other episode of Always Sunny, actually, which was D Made a Smut Film last year. And then, of course, we have all-star director Matt Shackman yet again. A couple cameos we were excited about. Game of Thrones makers David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. And neither of them gave a shit. <laughs> they were both and, reading porn. Yeah, and they were both nerds, as Mac yes. and D called them many times. Many times. They have a bit of a connection to the show, too, right? They're a fan of this show, and the makers of this show are a fan of Game of Thrones. And they even wrote an episode a few seasons ago, Flowers for Charlie. They directed yes. the episode. Directed, yeah. okay. And, it's and a, that's a hilarious episode, too, which I'm sure most of you are aware of. Yeah, and they want to have the cast of Always Sunny on Game of Thrones. They just haven't made it happen. But I would I would love to see them as a gang of wildlings or something like that. I just want it so badly. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a bit... It might pull me out of Game of Thrones to see people who I think are so hilarious just in an, in an environment that's supposed to be kind of serious. But I think I'd still like it. But it would be a little weird, I think. Maybe they can be in a hilarious moment. Maybe they can be a performers. Okay, a, a you're right. Crew, like, the, like, like with Arya. That's a good point, yeah. Also, at some different panels that they've had, Rob McElhaney has been the moderator for the Game of Thrones cast during interviews at things like Comic-Con and stuff like that. That's an awesome gig. It's really awesome. And he, the first time he did it, I recall him saying, many you're wondering why I have been chosen to lead this panel. It may be your first question. It's my first question, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So we also had the, the biggest guest star of the episode, despite David Benioff and D.B. Weiss being more famous, was Jaden Bartles playing the role of Abby. Now, IMDb has Abby appearing in another episode this season along with some of the other characters, but we're pretty sure that's a mistake. Yeah, it probably is because it also lists some of the other characters that are really, really unlikely to be recurring. We don't want to give too much away because I know some of you really don't want to know about what episodes are coming up. So we won't mention any details, but maybe we'll see her again. Another character that got a few lines in was Sherman, played by Kellen Michael. He also played Eric Cartman in the live-action South Park episode, and he's also regular on the show Shameless. Right on. And there were two other smaller roles. Renee Pizzotta as not Abby's mom, the one Dennis was able to control with his left hand like some kind of Jedi. She's done a lot of one-offs like Grey's Anatomy, Workaholics, stuff like that. And finally, there was Tava Smiley, who played the role of, quote, hot mom, who was in the show Freaks and Geeks. She was in Baywatch. That's kind of funny. Baywatch, that lines up, right? <laughs> uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, Saved by the Bell, and perhaps most relevantly, she was in the show 24, 
and 24, well, It's Always Sunny borrowed the 24's clock feature, which was a key of their countdown, the 24 hours. That was a kind of a function of the show that they used in the Thundergun Express episode from several seasons ago. And of course, there was a callback to Thundergun right here in this episode. Narrative. Probably the most obvious callback in the episode. Probably most fans, you know, fist pumped when they heard Thundergun right there. I sure there. did. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. And so did Frank and Charlie. They were like, yeah. oh, Thundergun run. <laughs> yeah, no surrender. <laughs> but um, a little bit more of a subtle callback was that when Mac was talking about getting your, your guts sucked out of you, that's actually a reference to a previous episode of Always Sunny. Back in season seven, in Frank's brother, Dennis and Dee tell Frank that he told them that his brother was dead and that he had his gut sucked out of his asshole through a hot tub drain. <laughs> <laughs> Thundergun Express was season seven too, so I guess they were just, this maybe, is the season seven callbacks. Maybe they just rewatched season seven before they started writing the season. <laughs> like, damn, we did some good work on this. Let's use some of these jokes again. <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> Dennis was on his toes, quick to call himself Officer Reynolds there. It <laughs> reminds me of when he's been a cop before, the episode when Frank bought a cop car from the junkyard, remember? Bums making a mess all over the city. That's the one with Agent Jack Bauer, of course. Yeah, another 24 episodes. Well, these things are so very circular. They reference themselves, which references their own references, which references the same thing they reference somewhere else. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said, but I know that's what they're doing. We'll reference it later. <laughs> <laughs> another maybe inadvertent reference, but it certainly made me think of something was Charlie's full suit. It made me think of Green Man. <laughs> Charlie in a skin tight out. Yeah. I, spandex? Is that spandex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love his opening line too. He's like, oh, what's that rascal Charlie up to this time? No, we're not thinking about that at all. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. And they play off their own use of frequent callbacks a bit here, such as when Dennis and Abby and Frank and Charlie run into each other and everyone knows exactly what scheme everyone's pulling off without even having to like, oh, you're doing the age things. Like, yeah, I sucked on his chest to make some age. <laughs> just like, no one bats an eye at that. I wish know? we'd seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. In the deleted scenes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's where the extra three minutes went. With this episode. <laughs> That's how, how long it took to do all the hickeys. <laughs> you know, that is one of my favorite things about the show. Like, one of the first episodes I saw was Dennis and Mac break up. Uh, when Dee had cats in the walls. And it's just the harebrained ideas that one of them will have that the other characters just immediately are on board with, you know. As if they had it first. Like, yeah, yeah I was like thinking a, the same. That's thing. what everyone does, right? You got cats in the walls, you got to send two or three more in after them. I'm thinking like, four. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They had one of their schemes from a previous episode from Mac and Charlie, White Trash, they all desperately wanted to get into a pool. This episode, some of them did not want to get into the pool. Dennis was not. No, yeah. Water park's probably a little bit worse than a regular pool. An upscale pool. (laughs) Probably. Plus, leave it to Mac to be a total hypocrite about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Such as putting your butt on the pool drain. (laughs) (laughs) Or not peeing on the slide. He's the first one to do it. It's like, I peed as soon as I got on the slide. (laughs) 
And it's funny that Mac, of course, went straight for the drain in the most chaotic moment of the episode at the end when everyone is screaming about blood in the water and AIDS in the water. <laughs> and Mac just has that grin. He's so happy. Such a good final shot. And it, it reminded you of something that I, I wish I had caught. Yeah, it did remind me of something. I kind of doubt it was intentional, but when you see the screenshot, it really is striking. Mac's face there really looks like the cover of Nevermind by Nirvana. Yeah, the happy baby underwater is reaching yeah, for, the, reaching for the, a dollar. Yeah. He's reaching for... That baby better look out for the, <laughs> the drain. drain at the bottom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yes, and of course, that's another thing about this episode. Two two episodes of season, two dead kids. Yeah. Speaking Gosh. of dead babies, yikes. A little dark humor there, huh? It's always Sunny has always loved making references and homages, partly because all the, the main crew that made this show, they were all like film nerds before they got started with acting. They were all like, love movies they just watch a lot of movies and just think about the process of filmmaking and i thought they just ran a bar <laughs> <laughs> and you know as fans we've picked up on some of these things now that we're podcasting about it we've done more research and it's making me think that there's so many things we probably missed in the previous seasons because of how many we found in this one. For example, Frank looking down at the ride when they climb up to the, you know, the one that's not ready, they're forbidden from, but they can't resist, says they should have sent a poet. I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And as he said it, I was like, what is what is that from? I feel like, is that? Oh, well, I just stopped thinking about it, but we looked it up and it's yeah. from Contact, one of my favorite movies. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I did not get the reference. I still thought it was funny without the reference, but now it's funnier in retrospect. And Dennis and Abby, their storyline is very similar to the movie Matchstick Men by Ridley Scott. Without spoiling the movie too much, there's several parallels. First of all, it's a movie about con, con artists. And Nicolas Cage is sort of taking on younger con artists working together. They're like junior con men. And then by the end, they've conned him. And one of the very clear parallels is he has a safe deposit box. And at the end, his safe deposit box is it's empty. It's just like him opening the locker well, he didn't open the locker because the key was gone. She stole the key, but it's the same kind of thing. The key to the deposit box was stolen just like the key to the locker. The idea of someone getting their intestines sucked out from a drain pipe through their rectum is uh, referenced in a Chuck Palahniuk story, Guts. And it's apparently also happened in real life to a girl whose name happened to be Abby. Yeah, and some others, uh, a lot of them in like low rent parks in other countries, like there was some boy that got sucked entirely into a drain that didn't have a cover. Yeah, you don't want to read about these things unless you have a strong stomach. And after you're done reading about it, you may feel drained. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other most obvious references was Blood in the Water and the Jaws music, but a little more subtle was the woman yelling for her son, the son that was killed by Dean and Mac, just throwing him down. Uh, <laughs> and the lazy and the uh, lifeguards yeah. from Game of Thrones who were just quite used to kids dying. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that woman yelling, if you look at a picture of Mrs. Kittner from Jaws, they're in the exact same outfit, a yellow sun hat and like a green patterned bathing suit, yelling like the same thing. That's oh. awesome. Very sneaky. A lot of times when I watch a movie or a show, I feel like everything in there, for the most part, has some design to it. They don't, you know, there's budgets are too tight. There's too much creativity trying to jam itself in. 
I don't think there's very often when something happens in a movie or a TV show that someone didn't decide for a reason to put in there. And a moment like that, that particular woman yelling, where's my son? There was, there was some design to that. There's a reason she was wearing what she was wearing. I, I want to give- reasons. Well, yeah, I, I want to just want to give credit to It's Always Sunny for not just like making up some funny jokes. They put a lot of effort into the entirety of their show. Like you could catch that it's a Jaws reference and not catch the entirety of the Jaws reference. Like I did. The blood in the water was like very clearly Jaws, but I didn't catch the woman. Yeah. I didn't recognize this, recognize that line. I mean, I haven't seen Jaws for probably more than 20 years, but these guys are film buffs, the creators, and they just love film and they love doing this kind of stuff. And, and that creates another layer of, of interest for us fans to kind of find these things and be amused by them. <laughs> So both of these episodes had a lot of references crammed into them this episode and last week's. One difference between this episode and last week's is last week's was kind of very overt social commentary. The entire episode was, whereas this episode was pretty light on the social commentary. Actually, when you get down to it, it really only had two things. The first one, of course, was Dennis talking about and asking what country treasures our women? Dorn is the answer. <laughs> yeah, they should have had David and DB come on screen just to say that, to, tell, to answer that question for him. Oh, they, they don't know Dorn is the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other social commentary was purely a coincidence. They There's no way they could have possibly known this coming unless the conspiracy theories <laughs> facing the U.S. and other countries are far deeper than we think and that the characters and actors in It's Always Sunny are involved. You know, the gang does spy like U.S. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm referring to the timing of certain president-elect and urine stories and the all the urine in this episode. But of course, that is a pure coincidence. But I, it still makes it funnier. That it, the, ti the accidental timing, I thought, was made it a little extra funny. Audio Elements. We did some additional research on the music for this episode and It's Always Sunny music in general. And we found out that most of the music for the show, in all, since it, for its entire history, has been written by two different German composers who are long dead. I believe all this music is public domain. Certainly the theme song is, probably all of it is. They have a, they have a song that they associate with basically everything going to hell. And it's the song that plays at the end of the episode when there's a kid in the pool, there's blood, there's people yelling, Mac is doing his thing, and it's all chaos. Uh, Frank is screaming about AIDS, and his back is a mess. Then they, they play their, the, the song Grand Central by... Werner Tots? Werner Tots. Great choices. The music in this show, it just, it just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's but. something about that lightheartedness of elevator music, which is essentially what this is. Easy listening elevator music. And just when you mix it with the depraved and awful things that are going down, it's just so perfect. It creates a good contrast. Yes. Yeah, sort of lighthearted. Some, something that would be in a kid's cartoon, you know, or a, maybe a romantic moment of a 50s movie or something. But it's juxtaposed with these characters assaulting each other and using drugs and the most <laughs> terrible things that people do. What should we do next? Visual elements. Okay. I think this episode was actually really impressive in terms of the visual elements because they had really good camera work. I mean, Matt Shackman, there's a reason he's booked for Game of Thrones. He's a good technical director. And like, think about all of those slides, all that water. Think about trying to film all of those children and Dee and Mac in a tight, confined slide. And it really feels claustrophobic. You really feel it. I don't know how they filmed it and how they were squeezed into that thing. Like, it really looks like they were stuck in there for a little while. Dee's face also looked really sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while, yeah. I was thinking that too, especially the second time watching it through. 
I was thinking, how do they get all those, the camera? It's not, it's probably, I sort of decided in my mind it was stayed. It wasn't like a real water slide and they stuck a camera up there, but there still was water flowing through it and many other scenes with water. I'm sure it wasn't like a, maybe a common, somewhat common thing for filmmakers to have to deal with water, but maybe not that common. I, even this show probably doesn't happen very often. So you probably need someone with some amount of expertise to get in there. I'll say maybe they knew they could handle it after last year's finale when they're stuck in that room with water. That's right. And if you look at the behind the scenes videos for that, they show how they filmed that. And it's insane how they filmed that finale with them in that room filling up with water because they had to be in a thing filled up with water <laughs> and film it and be on. Like, we had all the shots of them underwater. Yeah, and yeah. That's all true. that. So I, maybe they were confident. Danny DeVito claims he almost drowned. Uh, he's probably exaggerating, but. <laughs> it sounds like it was intense. He claims that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I was wondering if that was a stunt double of him going down the slide. I think definitely some of them. I, other people thought so too. I think some of them it's a stunt double. I mean, certainly the huge, the thunderbolt slide. That was, a, that was <laughs> certainly not him for that one. But some, like, certainly, how much I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he really shredded his back like that. Well, they might have had water. Really I how no much water was... for the stunt double. <laughs> I wondered how much of it was potentially CGI, even, for that slide shot. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be really funny if they did a CGI Frank. <laughs> just, yeah, I was just wondering, did you see that, like, river of blood? <laughs> <laughs> After that trickle of water, which was surely enough. I thought that would be enough. <laughs> we all did. Another thing we started to bring up earlier, but I realize is part of a visual element of the show, is the timestamps that they give. I feel like pretty much every episode starts off, you know, Friday, 9.15 p.m. They give us like a time and location. But I'm pretty sure every now and then they do it additionally through the episode, too, to update us on what's going on. Absolutely. One thing we always like to do with these episodes is pick out what our favorite moment was. And you can join in the fun with us by going to fandommedia.reviews, find the corresponding episode, and leave your favorite moments in a comment. And if you send us your favorite moments before we record, you might even get your name mentioned as part of the episode. Well, let's talk about our favorite moments. Ash, you go first. I cheat a little bit. I listed two. It looks like we all listed two a little bit. Yeah, it's, like hard it. to, it's hard to sing one. <laughs> but I think my two favorite moments, the two funniest moments for me were Charlie not understanding directions, which is... <laughs> North being up. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a classic, always sunny moment, a classic Charlie moment, but also weirdly relatable to me because I remember being like a kid and Charlie's like a kid. I mean, we saw it in the last episode. He was a little black boy in that. So I remember being a kid and trying to make sense of maps and directions and it seeming so complicated and it's really not at all and of course it was never to that level but charlie's just a little kid but my other favorite one was just one line just dennis telling the hot mom that he was done with her i'm done with you keep up keep up, yeah, keep up. And he just... we had our own funny moment sean missed that line and asked me what that line was and i said keep up uh-huh i was like i'm trying <laughs> both of the moments i picked out as my favorites we've already mentioned actually the uh beginning prelude to the episode when they're all standing in line and all the kids are coughing and they're, they're setting everything up and Charlie's like, now I know you guys are wondering, what's that Charlie up to? What's that rascal up to with this costume he's got going? That was uh, that was a good kickoff for me. I appreciate I think Charlie's my favorite character if I have to pick one. And I also like the moment in the pool when the, the kid admits to peeing because Dee's got her little measuring device and uh, the kid apologizes, and Dee's perplexed how the Mac is still holding it when she finally has to go herself. And Mac's like, oh, I just went right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he was at the bottom of the 
people stuck. He wasn't peeing onto D. <laughs> just, just to excuse him, whereas D had to pee right onto his shoulder. He, he was peeing into himself. Like, he was peeing forward, he was going to go slide right into it himself. Yeah. So <laughs> Plus, he went faster than his own pee, which he, is possible. He's a minor hypocrite there. <laughs> Mine, uh, I sort of mentioned it already. I love the poet line, particularly. They should have brought a poet. I just bust out laughing really hard at that one. I think I missed the next line because of it. I didn't catch till the next time around. And my other favorite wasn't a line so much as uh, a shared moment when Dennis and Abby bump into Frank and Charlie. And everybody knows exactly what bizarre scheme the other is running within a second. It's like, oh, doing the AIDS doing an AIDS scheme? And they're like... Yes, yeah, I sucked on Charlie. And then, and then he's like, oh, you're doing the fake daughter thing. Yeah. Okay, see you later. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there's nobody bats an eye. They just, it's, it's like their chemistry. They just business know each usual. other so well. Yeah, business is <laughs> usual. Yep, okay, right on. Reminds me of the chicken and steak scam <laughs> in Air Miles. Uh, when Charlie comes in, he's like, doing a chicken and Air Miles steak scam. And he's, no, he's excited the whole plan. I mean, he has seen a little bit of the plan, but I certainly couldn't have guessed what that plan was. <laughs> And they even knew why when that one went wrong, you know? Like, you probably hit your stupid fat fingers added a zero because <laughs> they torn 4,000 stakes instead of 400. They even knew exactly how the other person would mess up. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with another episode on It's Always Sunny. Until then, I'm Thunder Fan Express. I'm Fanny Magoo. And I'm Fanny DeVito. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.